0: Welcome to Nuanced Beauty. Because the world is nuanced and we think that's beautiful. Hi guys. Welcome back to Nuanced Beauty. Hi, Bill. Hey,
1: Christina. That's <laughs> new.
0: I, I just thought I'd say hi to you. Oh hello. Uh because I haven't seen you all day. I haven't seen you all day. <laughs> Actually, we haven't seen each other most of the morning. Um but yeah, today is an episode with Bill and I. It's not an interview. It's back to uh, our lovely nuanced conversations that we have that really, uh, well, got the ball rolling in the show, in addition to my own nuanced reflections. Mm-hmm. I've, I've enjoyed all my time episodes. off. You're what?
1: I've enjoyed all my time off.
0: Yes, the good part of doing um, interviews, uh, Bill appreciates anyone listening who is an interviewer or such mm-hmm. that I've I've seen you. Uh, he'll probably tell you thank you because- Oh, for sure. His uh, workload got cut in half.
1: Yeah, I got to use some of that PTO I've, I've uh, built up in the center. Of
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, today's topic I wanted to talk all about uh, kids' activities. Yeah. Uh, we thought we'd start with um, the culture that, like, culture differences, right? So, uh, rewind. Zeke's first, probably structured activity, would be swimming back in Seattle because we wanted him to learn how to swim. Um, He also had a lot of one-on-one care, so he got to do a lot of like arts and craft things. He got to go to a lot of indoor play things. Like They have a lot of YMCAs and um, other things.
1: Libraries are big there. Libraries are big. Uh,
0: Paint studios, indoor playgrounds.
1: But but none Um, of those are the recurring bill cycle activities that I think are what we're going to focus on here.
0: Oh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, if you go that Way he, but, he
1: did a lot of community center stuff as you know a three four year old um,
0: yeah and, really I
1: think the uh, the little hoppers soccer was the first big one wasn't it y-
0: well yeah swimming and then soccer yes soccer was probably the first thing we did back in Seattle and um, of course
1: indoor soccer because it's Seattle
0: uh huh. <laughs> And uh, then when we moved here, we also put him in soccer. And this was like him starting kindergarten, going into soccer. And we're like, yeah, our kid's done soccer for two seasons. Mm -hmm. And then we like and this isn't even like we enrolled him in upward soccer, which for those of you who aren't familiar, it's like uh, a church league soccer. Yes. Upward is like a church organization of of sports that incorporate a little bit of faith into the sports. And it's a little cheaper, I think, than some of the other ones. Oh, yeah. And um, it's slightly less prof- like I wouldn't say it's slightly less professional, but you know what I mean? Well, it's no, not it's, like it's,
1: you know, all volunteer led
0: volunteer led. Yes. It's
1: it's on the whatever field on the back of the church with some cones. It's uh-huh. not nice jerseys I and mean, it's not free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not like
0: I don't know Florida Elite is that the name well, of the yeah, other or I-9 one or I nine Sports is here. another one. But it's not.
1: It's not a bring your kid here. We're gonna develop him into the next Beckham. Here. Well, this is how you get into the 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 prep school or whatever. Like it's not advertised as. Uh, come here so your kid gets good at soccer it's come here we're going to talk a little bit about Jesus, character building and then go play soccer a little faith bit. That's and fun character too. building yeah. in sports it's, it's more of an activity for the sake thereof not as a goal to get to the next activity
0: yeah and that uh this particular point about soccer uh so we started and i'm trying to say it was like not that level of Uh, elite.
1: Intensity.
0: Intense. Uh, But they were playing games every Saturday. So there was one night of practice and one day of games. And back in Seattle, he had two years of soccer, he I say had with no air quotes.
1: Concept of competitive play.
0: There was no, yeah, there was no competition. It was just like kicking a ball around and like playing tag and freeze tag and whatever. And to like, be
1: clear, it wasn't because they were trying to coddle the kids, like, oh no, we can't have competitive play because, you know, someone might get hurt by not winning. It wasn't it wasn't that. It was like, oh well, no, the goal here is to develop some skills. Is to develop the habit of listening to a coach, and being in the rhythm of coming to practice, and you know just building some fundamentals. They they never actually played a game.
0: Yeah, and so uh, the overarching point we are trying to make is that one of the big differences in kids' activities that we're noticing just at this stage, going from West Coast to where we're at, is that they're serious about sports. At a young age, very serious. They're competitive, and there's batting cages in backyards I can see all over where I'm the, the. Sitting right now. Yeah, they're all over, and um, I say that not like again. I'm not saying this to be like, oh, it's bad that you guys are so competitive at sports, but to uh, acknowledge, like, oh, yeah, this is a different focus. Mm-hmm. That was not I was, the focus. I was there. I'm talking
1: to a, a, a mom on our street, and she was saying that if Zeke's not in soccer now he's not going to get to play soccer
0: later. Yeah. Like you're behind behind. in kindergarten, first grade. We're in first grade now. Mm -hmm. If in first grade, you are not doing an outside of school extracurricular sport. Don't expect to be playing it like in junior high. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cause you're going to be behind everyone who's actually playing in junior high and high school. Um, and I'm sure that's, you know, that's not foolproof. I bet there are some exceptions in that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's a very different, um, I don't know, different focus. And uh, we also have tried to figure out, okay, so what type of activities mm-hmm. should a kid be doing? And before we even yeah, did activities. We, we pushed
1: soccer because... It's, it's, uh, the ball stays on the ground sport because you can't catch. Um, and it's a high cardio sport. So I'm like, in terms of us, like a sport for fitness, soccer is a great sport for fitness. Let's push them towards that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we chose soccer.
0: Yeah. And, um, really, uh, it's like what type of activities and how many activities. And so what, when we ask the question, what type of activities and how many are rule guideline, was okay we're gonna do we're gonna allow two activities because you got to consider your finances you got to consider your time and all those things who else is in the household um we're gonna allow one physical activity a sport or team sport and we're gonna have one like brain or other
1: music music
0: something non-sport like one physical one not physical and um we, we, uh, did that last year for a time, but we actually found, um, like we went ahead with uh, jiu jujitsu last year, mm-hmm. moved on from soccer, went into jujitsu in the hopes of just helping physical awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but we found, uh, that seemed to be like, it was just too much, too well, much for our kiddo.
1: The gym he was going to, uh, really pressured us into three days a week. So it was just, it was a lot of, a uh, lot of activity during the week.
0: And then having the one day of non-sport, which was piano, and we did coding for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's like when we had coding, piano, and jujitsu, we uh, that's when we dropped coding mm-hmm. because like we're gonna do one sport, one non-sport. And our little guy who's two, he's not in an activity yet, but we were just talking about like, wow, he's, he's getting close. Mm-hmm. He's getting close. Like we did a free day at little gym and, um, he enjoyed that a lot. So there's potential that he is yeah. going
1: to be going in the people who were hoping that we would then pay for, uh, uh, a membership we're like oh wow he's really good it was cute you should really develop this talent at this location for whatever
0: <laughs> they weren't that bad but they're like oh he has some good core strength has he done a gymnastics thing before and we're like no mm-hmm. um great salespeople. people yeah th- i don't think that was he is thing. very strong he, he, he has more physical physical he's just more physically inclined mm-hmm. um so uh when you add more to the mix like we don't know if who is even the right number like right now we've dropped to one activity and it's piano mm-hmm. and we're not doing a sport but we set out to be like okay we're gonna have one physical and one mental mm-hmm. and now we're just doing the one and the second kid is on the horizon of uh, swim lessons probably and maybe little gym um so it's uh ugh, it gets it could get overwhelming quick when you add in all of these variables of like, what am I supposed to do like I'm a parent and I think I'm supposed to put my kid in these extra activities or they're supposed to be doing activities right
1: it takes up a surprising amount of bandwidth to think just uh to make these decisions
0: yeah so uh we're kind of i guess the key considerations that through our experience of Zeke's history of extracurriculars and now throwing in the the variable of another sibling we aren't sure if he's always going to be doing a sport. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hope to incorporate a sport in time or um, physical activity. And we also have been really trying to just notice our child's inclinations Mm -hmm. and skills. And on one hand, we want to go toward the thing that they're inclined to do like music. Mm -hmm. Our kid uh, can figure out music quickly, our eldest. Uh, But at the same time, we want to develop underdeveloped skills. Challenge. And like uh, that is a, another, I guess, aspect that we've got to wrestle with in our house for deciding activities.
1: Yeah. And, and what's it worth to you to, to do that? And w- wait,
0: he's seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about being seven. Do you think- let's go back to let's give that one little story about jujitsu and him dogging it. Oh, well, I mean, let's get that story there's two out there. sides
1: to this. You know, I, so I was taking Zeke to jujitsu, and a lot of jujitsu at that age, they don't do a lot of wrestling. It's like, okay, do like burpees and push ups and stuff, and you know, bear crawl from here to there. And mm-hmm. and Zeke, and Zeke is remarkably talented <laughs> at doing just exactly the least he can get away with.
0: He gets it from his papa a
1: little, a little bit. Hey, serve me well, Mike. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I'm watching this, like, he is watching where the coach's eyes are. And he. And doing it do it, just just doing the work when the coach turns towards him.
0: And so we, Bill is recalling this story to me and I am just like, Bill, he's six. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, So? And so then in my mind I am What's
1: he there to do?
0: <laughs> in my mind I'm rewinding like to well, years of past where we have been critical of uh, parents with younger children being critical of their children in a sport because we're like, they're like kids, you know, like it's I know, fine. But the
1: other kids <laughs> are way better at sit ups. Uh huh. And there's a level of like, oh, he's six, he hasn't developed these muscles yet, but the other kids are like just rocketing through these sit ups. Uh huh. And so, uh, well,
0: it's just the humor is there the eldest I
1: don't know what's normal for a kid at this developmental stage I'm figuring it out as we go
0: right right Christina
1: had to remind me multiple times that he's six
0: yeah and it's just the humor is there on the bigger picture how like (laughs) we could be critical of someone else or make a snap snap judgment of somebody Mm -hmm. like oh, you should have been able to do that. And it's like, dude, like simmer down. Like he's a kid. Mm-hmm. But then here, like in our own application is a story of like, mm-hmm. oh, I see the other side. Like I see where you can get so invested because you actually do know your child's skills and inclinations and you know their personality. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, nah, for real, my kid is dogging it. <laughs>
1: yeah, and also not to get all like boomer dad about it, but this level of like I'm not paying 200 bucks a month for you to not do the sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: uh So uh yeah, I we got we had to do that story cuz mm. there there's some there's some good uh gems in that one. Mm-hmm. Um the next thing I wanted to st- talk about is the idea of like organized activities versus like in a, independent studies or unstructured things, mm-hmm. because we're talking about like, you know, the organized activities that you pay for outside of your house. But meanwhile, um, we do, um, Zeke has Duolingo. Mm-hmm. So Zeke outside of school is, um, like he's learning Spanish. With Duolingo on the Which
1: iPad, it's probably not the most efficient way to learn a language. That's really designed for like ups like me who have five minutes a day. But mm-hmm. he he's really enjoying it, and he's picking up a handful of words. And at his age, to pick up a handful of words, cool. is great. Yeah,
0: but so there's like there's not this clear definition here, and so like it really doesn't fall into the category of like a structured activity. No, but th- but I, it is super useful. I think when
1: folks talk about structured versus unstructured activities, they're talking about the different. Difference between
0: paying for it.
1: Not not it's not about the pay, although that's part of it. Yeah, you throw kids outside in a field and -hmm. they have to come up with the game that they're going to play and execute on that game. Uh And so there is a level of ownership in the thing that they're doing.
0: Yeah. Creating and creativity for them.
1: They're creating and they're owning an outcome. Whereas when a kid goes from a classroom where he's told what to do every minute of every, all the
0: full seven hours straight
1: to a practice where he's told what to do for the next hour. Uh huh there's he never has an ownership in the process
0: Uh huh. and then they're going to a phone to zoom out or z- zo- yeah. zone out and then
1: they you know they turn 18 and what well, you'll know, go out in the world and figure out what you're supposed like, to do, do you- like, i've been told what to do every minute in of every, every day of my entire life what do you mean, <laughs> just do like make a decision for my life
0: uh-huh so uh-huh. there's
1: value in uh just yeah. kicking the kid outside and told to figure it out
0: uh-huh and there, so it's like yeah these activities are really cool but like uh let's not sell ourselves short in these um, independent activities, which I mean, Duolingo is more structured, right? Oh yeah, that's but I'm like, I'm... it's independent and it's outside, so there's some self-initiative the
1: decision to do it.
0: Uh huh, and then the completely unstructured, which is like, yeah, go play outside, mm-hmm. um, and then uh like aaron's too, right? And uh, I wanted to throw in there for at his level, we read almost every night at mm-hmm. bedtime, and that's like they ask, they you know, they suggest you do that. Um, at like a pediatrician office and such, but that in its way is a habitual activity that we're um, intentionally doing with our kiddos.
1: Yeah. I feel like we did it substantially more with Zeke.
0: Yeah, um Aaron is less of a reader than Zeke.
1: Yeah, well there's there's some chicken and egg to that. <laughs> when you're in a rush to get one kid to bed so you can get to the other kid, you spend less time reading to the first kid. Uh-huh. If you need to get him down so you can get to the other kid.
0: Yeah. So all of that. Um so yeah, I guess those are uh thoughts we had. And then uh where's where's the beauty in all this? Let's let's go to that direction. Well,
1: I mean, I don't know. I I didn't do organized activities until I was in third grade uh, when when that was the the youngest. They had a basketball program and it wasn't until middle school that had football. But I think being in an organized team sport was the most valuable thing I did uh, developmentally through through junior high and high school because you're part of a team. And I, I made a comment about not owning the outcome. Uh, you don't own what you're doing, but you still win or lose as a team and you're part of a thing that's bigger than you. And you let other people down and you don't do the thing. And you have this camaraderie of people Some that, that are your peers. It's interdependence, exactly. Uh, and I, uh, I, I, I hate the idea of one of our kids not getting to experience that. And it doesn't have to be a sport. Uh, I think marching band has all of the exact same attributes that I just described.
0: Mhm. Yeah, uh, music, uh-huh.
1: Mhm. I I'm group music, so orchestra would do the same. Yeah. Um but soloists not as much is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh, and so when we're talking about you know, parents telling me if your kid's not developing into a athlete at 7, he's not going to get to play in high school. They're they're losing a, a An aspect
0: of why you think it's like for you, yeah. like why you value it as like, what is the mm-hmm. point? It's, it's a character building and a dependence in a social setting I was, with other people. I was
1: never good enough, never was going to work hard enough to be good enough to to get a scholarship. That was never my goal. I just, those are my friends,
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: and, and that matter. And that pushed me to do things I didn't want to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, and gave
1: you a sense of purpose. Gave me a sense of purpose. I, and the, I, I wrestled uh, my junior and senior year of high school and I hated wrestling. Absolutely hated it. Uh, I was the fat kid. I was and putting on a singlet and get in front of the whole school to get your ass kicked. <laughs> which is what wrestling was for me. I didn't want to do that, but I did that because uh-huh. I didn't want to let my teammates down. And I'd learned how to do the thing you didn't want to do.
0: Yeah, and it also really helped you health wise, right? Like oh, wrestling time. was the thing but that you helped know why you lose I, weight. You
1: know why I got to do that? Uh-huh. There was nobody else in the school.
0: Uh, yeah, because it's middle of nowhere. I didn't yeah. have
1: to beat out another heavyweight to to be able to wrestle. Be <laughs> able to wrestle. I I was on the baseball team my senior year because they had eight guys they needed a ninth for the team. So I started every game my senior year. I sucked at baseball.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It didn't matter. Uh-huh. They needed a ninth. Go stand in right field. We need someone. Go pick some
0: dandelions. uh-huh, <laughs> you know? Uh huh. Yeah. And, uh, like, I guess, uh, I was kind of thinking like, okay, where's the beauty in this on my side. I was kind of thinking about like, when you, uh, remember, like, if you were to think back to when you were growing up, um, do you have any monumental regrets of like wishing your parents had only enrolled you in, in that like activity? Um, and, it's interesting because in one sense, it's like it's not a monumental regret, but I had uh, moments of like, oh, I really wish that I could have did gymnastics and I wish that I could have played the piano because I learned to play the flute. And I actually got to like I started playing flute in fourth grade. So the opposite of you being in small town nowhere mm-hmm. Um being in a big city like Denver, there were outside school programs where I got to learn how to play the flute in fourth grade. So when I went to smaller town in seventh grade, I was three years ahead in skills on an instrument because I got to learn. I had that. Those resources were available um, earlier to me. Uh, But there were more people and like, so I don't know, there's kind of like a give and take about like the size of the community you're in and how that also impacts the activities. But um, I would say that I don't have any like monumental regrets. Like, oh my gosh, if only I had did that one event or that one activity, uh, boo parents, you didn't let me do that activity. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's like, it's okay. (laughs) Right? Like, it's okay to um, get really intentional in these activities. And it's also okay to not. um, I will say Zeke is probably in part playing piano, because I'm like, oh, I wish I could have learned how to play piano. Because knowing the flute and being as musically inclined and doing like ap music theory in high school and playing flute through college it was super cool but i i had i had dreams of like you know i'm gonna play at juilliard one day and so now i am kind of sort of slightly maybe vicariously living through my my six seven year old almost
1: pushing this dream on him. yeah going to juilliard maybe in the opportunity of your life. But I don't want your life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what movie was that, for?
1: V- Varsity Blues.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: On what seminal football movies that got me all f- fired up for football season. <laughs> Great movie.
0: So, yeah, we could end on that. There you have it. That is our uh, our nuanced beauty take on activities and kids. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And in the spirit of nuance, I hope you found something that you could agree with and you could disagree with and still choose to lean in. Give us a follow rating and review and consider sharing this episode with a friend to continue the dialogue and help us grow. Until next time.